Hi, folks. I can't find my notes for the interview, so I have to go back and find them and then put in content warnings. So uh, just accept that we are talking about ADHD quite a lot. There is, um, if I recall correctly, discussion of a, a sick parent, um, and uh, there will be discussions of the post-con unwellness. So yeah, there's, there's that. Uh, the next thing to mention is that there is a lot of animals around here. You probably can't hear the roosters going. Um, Stewie has started crowing, so that's exciting. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, otherwise, you know, uh, uh, Ninja's crow collar is doing its thing just the way it's supposed to, and everybody's everybody's happy on that. Um, which brings us to our third warning, and that is we swear a lot, mostly at the one-eyed asshole who is sitting here cleaning himself at me. It's not true, Sergi. I love you. I really do. It's just it would be easier if you didn't feel the need to have a tantrum and throw everything off my desk. I know. I know. Just go to sleep over there. It's fine. So, hey, welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 258. We are back from Anthrocon. We are tired. Oh, God, yeah. Dear God, are we tired and, and you know, uh, uh, borderline on the, is it allergies? Is it a cold? What's going on here? So, yeah, not feeling 100% because we pushed ourselves really hard for about five days. And the... Man, it's amazing. Just three years off the con circuit, and wow. Right? Uh, I am tired. Yeah, I know. I know. So that's, you know, that's where we're at. So we're going to skip a lot of the usual productivity updates, because our productivity was we drove to Pittsburgh. We saw really cool bugs at the um, Carnegie Museum of Natural History. We worked Anthrocon for four days, and then we drove home, and that was it. And... Then yeah. we slept. As and then much we as slept. We could. Yes. Yes. Sergey, don't look at me like that. You're the reason I don't sleep so good. You don't believe it? I do. However, I, yes. despite not having a terribly long intro, we have an amazing interview oh for you. Oh my god, do we ever, ever. Uh, a very longtime friend, and man, the scheduling that we had to do to make this happen. Uh, Mary Robinette, author of the Lady Astronaut series, among other things. Former president of the Science Fiction Writers of America. Former president of a Worldcon, or con chair of Worldcon. Uh, we finally had our schedules aligned, and I got to sit down and talk to Mary Robinette, and it was amazing. So we're just going to go straight to that, because uh, why shouldn't we? Absolutely. You know, one of my favorite people in the world. So we'll have that for you right after this. Hi, folks. I am just overjoyed to finally have worked out our various schedules and to bring a chat to you today with Mary Robinette, um, who I've known for years, who's known me for years, and we find like the, the stars aligned on the scheduling Yay. on this finally. Yeah. Um, so, 
and I, I'm sure everyone knows who you are at this point, but can you do a better job introducing yourself than I just did and uh, tell <laughs> us about what it is you do? <laughs> well, Kevin and I went to high school together. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I write science fiction and fantasy. I'm probably best known for my novel, The Calculating Stars, which is basically Apollo era science fiction in which I slam a meteor into the earth in 1952. Um, or you might know me for my Shades of Milk and Honey Glamorous Histories series, which is basically Jane Austen with magic. Um, you might also know me because I'm a professional puppeteer or a voice actor, or you might know me because I do a podcast called Writing Excuses. Yes. Those are the things that you may or may not have heard of me, and I may be brand new to you. Maybe you know me because I have a cat that talks. I there don't you know. go. <laughs> I, I think the important thing to mention here is is that anyone out there who hasn't read the Calculating Stars and the rest of the Lady Astronaut series really needs to get on that. Uh, I've really been enjoying them myself. So, although oh, I'm a book you. behind right now, yeah. Um, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> You're not alone in that. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. And, and among other things, you're also the former president of Science Fiction Writers Association. You're the former chair of, of uh, Worldcon 2021. Um, yes. You've had a lot going on. Yes. All of yes. that is true. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so how the, the, the big money question, how do you keep yourself organized with all that? Um, I have, uh, I have assistance. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I firmly believe that the key to success is to hire people who are better than you and let them do their job. So I am a big believer in delegating things to people, uh, in, in ideal world, things that they are interested in doing and that play to their skill sets. So that's, that's the, the big thing is that I, I don't actually do, all of the things that it looks like I do. I do a lot of herding of cats. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the other secret, which I, I highly recommend, um, is a trick I, I learned from a juggler. And that is that you get a very tight spotlight on a very dark stage and no one can see it when you drop plates. So oh, basically, yeah. I have excellent lighting and there's shattered crockery just all, all around my feet. It's, um, yeah, no, I, I can see that. I, I yeah. think that is, yeah. do we even have to do the advice? Well, we'll get to the advice later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, uh, uh, but I know you also have uh, a calendar. You have, you know, all the usual yeah. trapings, you know. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I do. So in, in more actionable, uh, advice mm -hmm. on, on the, how do I, how I stay organized, um, I I have two things. One is um, that I I I do bullet journaling, but specifically what I do is um, at the beginning of each month I lay out the calendar of what's coming ahead, and it's not so that I can refer back to that calendar in the notebook. It mm -hmm. is that the action of writing it down forces me to recognize, oh, this thing is coming up, in ways that just looking at my calendar don't do. Um, I do that again at the beginning of each week. And then um, the night before, um, I write down just like a quick bullet point of these are the places that I have to be tomorrow. Okay. Uh, and so that 
when I go to bed, it's like, oh, hey, um, actually, I have to be someplace in the morning. I should prep for that. Mm-hmm. Um, or, oh, uh, this thing that I said was I was going to turn in tomorrow. I maybe should finish that tonight before I go to bed. <laughs> um, you know, usually I've figured that out well, hopefully before, but not mm-hmm. always. I do have yeah. ADHD. And um, and then the other piece that I have learned um, finally is that on my calendar, I um, I have marked out uh, lunch. I have marked out dinner. I have marked out rest. And I have marked out email because those are things that I need to do every day. Mm-hmm. And if I don't, then I will book myself solid and not have time to do those things. So when you, I have a, an, uh, you know, like a, as you do as well, um, I have a booking yeah. calendar where someone can go and book time with me. But uh, I have carefully set that the hours that I'm willing to do those things and, yep. uh, and, you know, you can't book me all of that time because I have to have meal breaks. <laughs> I, I actually did set up mine. I have a separate calendar set up just called uh, uh, working hours, mm-hmm. which yeah. has my, you know, the hours I am normally on my day job. And then I block out from, I think about 10 PM to 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. so that I don't have somebody trying to book me when I should be, should be, not always, but should be sleeping. Yes. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, my downtime, which I, I value a lot too. Like, yeah. you need it. Um, so, technical terms, kinesthetic learning. Mm-hmm. Have to write it all down. And time blocking. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else that's really useful in the, in the keeping that sort of thing sorted? Um, thinking, um, I mean, and I want to be really clear to, to people who, uh, who also have ADHD or, or depression. Those are the, the two things that I wander around the world with that, um, that this is the way I do things when I am functional. Mm Mm-hmm. And there are also times when I am not functional. Um, so so systems do fail. Yep. Uh, and so one of the things that I have have also learned is to set for myself kind of a minimum threshold. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at minimum, I get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's a victory. Um I write three sentences uh, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, like there was, um, it was a day last week. Um, my mom. So at this point, the fact that my mom has Parkinson's is public. Um, yeah. She would not let me take photos of this. Yeah. And I know that she's not going <laughs> to listen to your podcast. So I feel okay <laughs> saying my mom accidentally Parkinson's, you you get slow response times. So mm-hmm. when you're in your scooter and you realize that it is about to drive into the fish pond, you can't necessarily stop yourself <laughs> before okay, you yeah, in your scooter. Yeah. So oh. if hypothetically that happened, it, it's possible that one may not do any writing that evening. One may instead be like, I think a cocktail sounds like a really great idea. <laughs> really tonight. good idea. Oh, my God. 
things happen. Yeah. yeah. The fish were very excited. <laughs> oh, I bet they were. I bet they were. And um, I'm actually on a Parkinson's medication that was recently approved for use for restless leg. Oh. So I know when it starts to take effect, my response times go in the toilet. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The poor dog is like, I want to get up and eat. And I'm just, it's like, just not, I'm, I'm not, give me a minute. Going to take a minute for everything to process. Um, but uh, yeah, um, fascinating stuff. And you're doing a lot of that sort of, uh, as so many of us in our age category and generation are at this point in time, uh, uh, moving into that, that having to do more caretaking role mm-hmm. of our own parents. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and that's you know, uh, it's it's nice because I I you know we didn't have kids, so I when I'm talking to friends with teenagers, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, the other day my dad put tinfoil in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> my never put tinfoil in the microwave uh, three times. My kids, yeah, three, three times? times. Really, I wanted oh. to see what it would do. Oh, oh, oh. Right. I mean, I will admit that my cousin was was saying that maybe we should have peep jousting battles in the microwave over Easter, but that I mean, that's that you just have to clean up. You're not in like there's no, it's not like sparking. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, I should mention, by the way, that my cousin is like Ursula's age. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we're, we're just, you know, bad behavior all over this family. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. Are you purely paper with the, with no, the bullet no, journal? No, 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 I, no. I plug uh, the, the calendar. Uh, mm-hmm. I have it set so it gives me alarms. Um, uh, usually uh, the hour and the half hour. Um, okay. and then, uh, and then 10 minutes before, <laughs> yes, I do take yeah. three alarms to get someplace on time. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, I am, I am so used to like, um, uh, Ursula is very public about her ADHD, right? Yeah. And hers is slightly different and she's always so anxious about being somewhere on time that even if she has a half hour, like appointment, uh, a televisit with her doctor, that's all that happens that day in her mind. That is the entire day. Yeah. And so she's never late, but she's always anxious, anxious, anxious about the time. Um, yeah. Yeah. And know. I did not get the, uh, I did not get the anxiety expansion mm-hmm. pack for the ADHD. <laughs> um, so, uh, so my dad and I mm-hmm. um, both have the same thing where it's, and, and the pandemic has not helped with this. Uh, it hasn't um, helped anybody. <laughs> no, but, but before the pandemic, I, I, you know, was like, well, the appointment's at six o'clock and it's not six yet. So I'm not yet late right. if I haven't left. Uh, and the problem is with the pandemic that I could be like, oh, the appointment's at six and sit down on my computer and be there. And now that things are starting to come out, I'm like, I have to factor travel time in again. Yeah. That's, uh, that's I'm like, how do we do that? Um, <laughs> but again, it's like I block it out on on the calendar. and. Yeah, uh, Apple Calendar even has a setting where you can add an alarm for you can add the travel time and an alarm for it. Yeah, Google I have Google been, Calendar does that too. I have been using it so much. Yeah. Um, now that I actually have to leave the house occasionally. Yeah. During the day. Yeah. 
It it does that for my travel to the place, and then I have mm-hmm. to remember to manually block out the time afterwards yeah. for the return. Otherwise, someone will be like, oh, you're available. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, I, I, it's always like, all right, you can do this. And I'm like, no, actually, I, I, I can't take that call from the car. I could try, but depending on what it is, you know, it's like uh, not not always optimal no yeah no um so yeah we've we've talked about the tools we've talked about some of the the methods um Mm -hmm. there was something in there i was going to ask and it's completely slipped my brain so when i remember it we'll come back to it um yeah uh but uh, uh our this all sort of ties into you. You have built systems and you have built habits to mm-hmm. address, you know, your particular tailored to you, which is um, something I would like to remind all of our listeners that everybody with ADHD has their own strategies and needs to develop their own strategies because this is not a one size fits all solution for everybody. And that reminds me of what the question was. Mm. Um, and that is, have you had to change things in order to make them work again? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, someone said something and it was like, oh. So I was not, let me let me give some backstory for folks. I was not diagnosed until I was 50. I am 53 now. Yeah. And in hindsight, I have built my life to work with the way my brain works. Mm-hmm. But after, you know, somewhere in the... Um, between being diagnosed and or somewhere right in the last couple of years, someone said something about how the the thing that feeds that that an ADHD person will grab hold of is something that is uh, novel, Mm -hmm. something that is interesting, challenging, and urgent. Yep. And, And as soon as they said that, I'm like, oh, that's why after a while a system stops working for me. Because yes. it stops being new. Oh, yeah. And it stops being challenging. And I was like, oh, that's why I get so excited every time I get a new bullet journal notebook. Because it's, <laughs> it's very pretty and I get to lay it out again. And it's like, oh, yeah. I get to go and here's my new fountain pen. Isn't that pretty? Um, which is, I think, one of the reasons that the paper continues to be something that works. Um, I also use uh, Habitica. Oh, yeah. Um, But uh, Habitica, there was a period a couple of years ago where it just stopped working for me. Mm -hmm. Nothing in the program had changed at all. It just no longer worked. My brain was like, "Mm." Um, And so what I've learned is that I can pick up a new system uh, or I can go back to a system that used to work for me and reset to zero and do it it from Mm -hmm. the beginning again. So. So uh, Habitica works great, is working great for me again right now. Yeah. Um, uh, One of the other ones that works well, has worked well for me in the past that is currently not working for me is uh, The Fabulous, um, which was developed by, and I love this title, Duke University's Center for Advanced Hindsight. (laughs) And I'm like, this is amazing. (laughs) <laughs> um, but it is uh, 
basically it it helps you set up rituals and okay. so it's it's cognitive behavioral therapy um mm-hmm. in an app with really pretty graphics and very approachable super easy um it starts off and it's like you know what just get a glass of water and put it by your bed tonight and tomorrow morning when you get up you're going to drink water first thing in the morning you're like well i can do that and yeah. you do it and it's like good job and you're like yeah that was good that was easy i'm like okay do that three days in a row and you're like i can do that and then it says okay now say have your glass of water and say i feel great today today's gonna be a good day and i'm like well that's silly and then i say it and i'm mad because in fact i do feel better (laughs) (laughs) um so so things like that yeah i'm Mm -hmm. always having to the the length of time that something will work for me can range from um, like a month to a couple of years, and then yeah. suddenly and without warning, you I say suddenly and without warning. Usually, there will be something that causes me to um, to to break the ritual and the routine, mm-hmm. and yeah. and then restarting it again becomes well nigh unto impossible. So it's easier, and now I know. I'm like, okay. Now we just do a different one and then we can come back to that one. So, you know, that we can use that one sometime later. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and that's, that is so typical with uh-huh. um, the people with ADHD that, you know, a system works. Okay. It stopped working. We have to try something new. Maybe I can go back to an old one. Uh, I have at least one person who designs their own planner pages and that's how they got through the hump is it, and they sell them like this is their thing now. Um, but everything that goes around that in, you know, the support and things has to be changing constantly or not yeah. constantly, but yeah. You also mentioned fountain pens. Mm. So now we're going to geek for a minute on that. What's your favorite current pen? Uh, Namiki Falcon uh, by Pilot. Oh, you have a Namiki. I haven't been able to mm-hmm. get a Namiki yet. Yes. Um, yeah. That is, uh, yeah, it's a, I love a flex nib. Oh um, yeah, a lot. Uh, so that is my that is my that's my favorite and my go to. I have a couple of others um, that uh, that are, are really like that I like for, for varying reasons. I have um, I have one that I bought at a street fair in San Francisco. It's a, a burled wood uh, <laughs> Ooh, barrel. Yeah. Um, and it runs a little dry and I don't like it except for signing books because books suck ink out of a pen. And because this runs a little dry, it's perfect for signing, <laughs> signing books. So that's my signing pen. Yeah. I'm a, I, I am all about pilot pens. I love pilot from mm-hmm. the, you can, the cheap disposable varsity, which uses almost the exact same nib as the Metropolitan. And yes. you're like, yeah. So, and I have vanishing point, a vanishing point, and I have all those. I just haven't been able to get a Namiki yet. I can't afford them. Um, yeah, this this was a gift. Um, yeah, this was a gift. Yeah, the um, the Metropolitan. I really like the uh, the chisel tip on that. Um, I have. Okay. Um, it, it's just it's very smooth. 
and it has I, I like a variation in line. It's one of the things. Okay. And so it gives it gives variation in line without being so chunky that mm-hmm. um that your your handwriting suddenly becomes either huge or illegible. Yeah. I'm also a big fan of Lamy. Yeah. They're, they're such great pens and they come in all the colors. And it's like, do I want this year's color or not? Uh, this year it's peaches and cream are the two colors on the uh, safaris. So I haven't decided if I'm getting them yet or not. They they don't really go with my brand. Um, so, all right, we've geeked out about pens. That'll make everybody, everybody who's out there going, what kind of pens, what kind of journals, what kind of paper, at least marginally <laughs> happy. Um, good, a good journal is important thing. Do you have a favorite on that? Um, so I really like, uh, Tommy river has, uh, Oh, just just the paper is so soft and and yummy. Yes. Uh, I just got a, um, Oh shoot. I can't remember the name of it. Paper Republic. Um, Oh yeah. Those are nice. And yeah, it feels really, really good. Uh, I am eyeing a citrine citrine. Mm, I can't mm. remember the, someone just turned me on to them. They're very, very customizable and really pretty and handbound. Yeah. Oh, um, that's always nice. Yeah. Yeah. But my, my go-to is, um, generally, uh, Leucht. The Leucturnum? Yes. Leucturnum. Thank you. That's usually my go-to. Yeah. Um, that's, that's my default. I like they're, the pocket. They're... I like the paper. I like those. They're so, they're really good. They're they're yeah. and they're the one, of course, that bullet journaling was sort of built on. And now they yeah. have the special bur- bullet journal edition in multiple colors, so it's great. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Those are great. Those are great notebooks. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we started. We we've talked about. So now your systems change with time. You have mm-hmm. you've built habits. Are there any other systems or habits that are important to you in just keeping things? moving forward uh the probably the one of the the really biggest ones is um being and and this was hard to learn uh hard to start doing was to be honest with uh family and friends and coworkers instead of trying to mask it um yeah. when i'm having a bad brain day um to uh to ask for help when i need it uh, and that's, that's, that's just, you know, instead of, um, instead of trying to, to push through and making myself miserable and unhappy and having a harder time finishing, going to someone and saying, um, Hey, I'm having trouble. Can you, you know, going to like my husband or, um, one of my you know, my assistants are just a friend and saying, mm. Hey, can we do a co-working session just so that I have someone who's, you know, mirroring me? Yeah. Uh, because body mirroring can often, you know, helps enormously. Um, and that I don't have to pretend that it's anything other than what it is. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, I like that we we're all being much more open about that now. Yeah. You know, um, uh, one of the great, one of the few positives to the whole we were locked at home for a year and a half and more is that we've, you know, much more open about things like I'm having a, a very bad brain day, you know, can I get help? Um, yeah. That has, uh, I, I love seeing that because it's a hard lesson to learn. Mm-hmm. 
And I know I learned it before just in my professional yeah. life, but you know, it's very, it's been refreshing to see the number of people who are like, you know what, I could use some help with this. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're just trying to tough it out. Yeah. That, that's something that I, I learned. Um, so I was diagnosed with depression when I was 40. And again, in hindsight, that's always been there. Um, yeah. And I remember very vividly um, when we were living in Chicago, my husband would come home on his bicycle and he would open the gate to the backyard to take the bike around and I could hear the gate <laughs> and I would get out of bed and I could be dressed and at the sink washing dishes before he got upstairs. And it looked like I'd been up and productive all day. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I was like, wow, this is really not good. Not um, optimal. No, not optimal. And so when I when I told him about it um, and started being honest about it, it just got a lot easier to manage because I wasn't then adding the feeling like shit for lying on top of everything else. Yeah, uh, my first big hit was uh, was a burnout episode due to work. And, uh, I was like, no, I, I don't need anything for this. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Then I found myself like crying in the food line parking lot, waiting for my kid's bus to go. <laughs> and I'm on the phone and then I'm on my phone to my doctor going, you know what? Let's get some medicine for this. Um, you know, and, uh, uh, it's taking that moment and admitting you, you need that help or that assistance. It's a hard step to take. And it's always, yeah. you know, and, and opening up to people. Um, yeah. And I, like, I am, I am a very cheerful, depressed person. Like, yeah. And, and that's why for years I thought, well, I'm not depressed. Um, I don't have depression because I'm, you know, like I do enjoy, you know, like I yeah. go someplace and I can enjoy it and have fun, but it's hard to get there. Um, hard to get out the door because, you know, depression wants you to stay at home. Uh, one of my, uh, I don't know if you've seen You're the Worst. It's a sort of a rom-com TV series. No. But I think somewhere in second, it's either the second or third season, um, the main character admits she has, one of the main characters admits she has clinical depression and has been masking like through this entire thing and how they handle it is so well done in my opinion, I could be completely yeah. wrong on that, you know, but in yeah, my yeah. opinion, it's just, you know, brilliant. Um, I like this. It's not for everybody. Like we're pretty sure Ursula hates it, but you either love it or you hate it, but it's just, <laughs> you know, I just, I watched it. I'm like, Ursula will hate this, but, um, our friend Carlotta was like, have you seen this? I'm like, Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would have seen it by now. Yeah. Um, it's got, uh, Oh, I can't remember her name. Not, um, not the woman from Community, but the one who looks like her. Um, I can't, and I can't uh, remember her name. Yeah. Anyway, um, I believe you. Yeah, <laughs> you'll know exactly who it is when I'm when I'm talking. Oh, and Janet Varney, Varney's in it, and oh, cool. you know Janet Varney's wonderful. So yeah. Okay. Enough. Enough side sidetracking. Um, habits systems. Uh, we've talked about what the tools you use. Um, so. Before we get to the squishy questions, um, hmm. uh, the fun squishy questions, in my opinion, um, <laughs> you know, what, what does a typical day look like and how do you decide what to do first? Um, 
Okay, so now we're going to have to get super nerdy about my calendar. Um, so, so a, a typical day now, mm-hmm. um, pre-pandemic looked completely different. So yeah. now, uh, we because my parents are medically fragile, we locked down really hard. Yeah. Um, and are still, it is, it, you know, it is infrequent when I leave. Um, still, I'm, we're, we're, and I have to figure that out again. So uh, typically I get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I make the bed. I always make the bed every day. Um, I sleep better when the bed has been made because the sheets are not twisted. And I feel better when one spot of my house is definitely in order and clean and tidy. Um. So I make the bed, uh, I have breakfast, and when I'm at breakfast, I take that brief thumbnail that I did the night before, and uh, and I, I plot out what my day is going to be like. So I have the, the thumbnail, which has the kind of the major things, and then I have my to-dos. So I move forward any to-dos that I didn't finish the day before, and then I also have a, a running to-do list. Right. Um, and so I grab any items that I have said the, that's going to be like a, a Friday item. I grab those and I, I put them on the day. Um, and then I add anything else to that. So then I've got my to-dos, I've got my thumbnail, and then I map out my timeline. And what I do with the timeline is I take that thumbnail, and if it says, you know, 9 a.m. email, then I look at my to-do list to see if there are any emails that I specifically need to make sure go out. And I plug those into that as the the top priority things. Otherwise, I just fritter mm-hmm. it away, fritter time right. away. And what I do, and then I, I work through the schedule and uh, figure that out. Then I begin trying to do those things. In a perfect world, I also do a little <laughs> bit of exercise before I start. Um, I was doing uh, 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes. Um, there was... Uh, uh, about a month when we were dealing with a family medical thing where that I stopped doing that and I haven't gotten back to it. So now it's like I do five squats and a 10 second plank and I'm like, good job me. It's you a know? start. Yeah, it's a start. Exactly. Yeah. Um, do a little bit of exercise and then whatever it is, that's the first thing on the, uh, on the thing. Um, and then I work through that. Uh, the writing currently is happening right before I go to bed, which is not ideal. Um, my day is frequently interrupted by a couple of things. Um, one is um, I can hear it. Uh, my my office writing desk area um, mm-hmm. is directly over... Uh, over my mom's room and so I can hear Uh, it when she falls. Um, So, uh, so frequently I am like writing and I hear the the sound of a body hitting the ground is very specific. Um, Yeah. 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 The double thump uh, knees torso. And um, so I, uh, so I, I will go downstairs and get her back up. She's, She's hilarious. I'll get down there and like, <laughs> and she's like, "Well, just give me a minute. I'm just going to finish up a little cleaning while I'm down here." I'm like, 
Yeah. Found her in the backyard. What are you doing? She's like, well, I just needed to get some weeding done. Then I thought I'd call you. I'm like, mom, <laughs> great. Really? Really? Yeah. Good, 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 good. Um, so, uh, so my days will be interrupted by that. Um, or uh, <laughs> the other thing, and this is delightful and fun, is that I taught my cat to talk using buttons. And sometimes oh, yeah. I now have essentially a fur toddler in my house. And sometimes, you know, it's a lot harder to ignore them when they want to play with you. When they say, Mary Robinette, play now. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, you, you, you heard about our friend Shepard's adventures with that and their border collie, right? Yes. With the, with the sheep out now, sheep out now. Um, <laughs> because there was a sick sheep in or a baby sheep in the yurt with them. And it was driving Beamer crazy because the sheep did not belong in the yurt. No. So, no. Um, I mean... Everybody says we should get one for Sergei. Uh, I'm just like, yes, but I, I don't need... I would have to prog- I would literally have to program a button just just so it would be so he could walk up, push the button, say "fuck you, fuck you, fuck you," because I know how this cat is. Um, oh, you, it's okay. You don't have to program one. They will just find one. Uh, they, ah. they, so Elsie, when she's when she's particularly mad at me, she will go, "Mary Robinette, dog." <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm adding the extra the the anger to the dog, but it's it is, yeah. Uh, and and I just realized I was like, why is why why was why did I just get the the sequence Mary Robinette dog litter box? Like, she just uh, said Mary Robinette, you bitch piece of shit. That is what <laughs> she just said to me. Yeah, yeah, cats. 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 Uh, but also but also when they press like love you like oh yeah it's you know she wanted to play uh we played the game she wanted to play she finishes and she goes over to the board and says love you and then comes over and pr- rubs up against me like having your cat actually thank you for doing a thing for them yeah okay it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, My, you know, I had to name a chicken Becky because she was so entitled about things. I, I can only imagine what the cat would be like. So yeah, um, there are, there are chickens that uh, are, I think there are chickens. Yeah. There's definitely peahens that are doing this. Yeah. Um, anyway, just, so point being, anyway, yeah. um, I am, so, I am so, yeah, sometimes distracted. derailed. Yes, yeah. I am derailed. Uh, largely, um, the apartment that we're in is quite small. And so my desk is next to the bed. And so when Rob goes to bed, I have to move from there out to the couch, which used to be great, but Elsie's buttons are right next to the couch. Uh, yeah. And so, um, so sometimes she just wants to talk. Like literally she will say talk and I will get on the floor and she will, as far as I can tell, she's telling me about her day. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, so that's, uh, that's my, yeah. that's what my day looks like. There's it's, a typical it's suddenly day. a little furry toddler. You're right. Absolutely. There's a, a little tiny toddler. toddler. Yeah. 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 So the busier I am, the more she wants to talk to me. That is that. Yeah. No, the, the busier I am, the more Sergey decides that he needs 
me to get up and leave my desk and starts throwing things off the the desk behind me. So yeah, that desk is full of things now that can't be thrown by a cat. No, nice. She does not do that. And a lot of her bad behavior um, has gone away because of the buttons, because she can express herself. Um, Like when she wants attention, she can say, look, Uh, whereas before she had to find an antique to climb. Mm. Um, And uh, uh, yesterday, my my nephews are here. They brought their cats and uh, she really wanted to see them. And I'm like, you, you can't, you're, you know, you're rude. Uh, you're going to. And, and so I'm like, I, I finally use the buttons. I'm like, you know, uh, cat hallway, no mad, <laughs> no SWAT. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, friend, friend cat. And we go into the hall and she doesn't attack them. Oh, and, interesting. like, is clearly agitated a little bit. But every time I'm like, no, Elsie, friend cat, mm-hmm. you know, let's be good. Let's be sweet. No mad, no SWAT. And she hung out there for five or ten minutes, which pre-button wow. would never have attempted with her. Um, granted when we got back into the apartment she immediately beat up her brother because she had to take her aggression out on someone but well yeah i mean we have four so i can only say so much and two of them are literal brothers and are constantly wrestling and then they make up and they like spoon together and clean each other's faces so yeah 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 it's like having real children if my memory serves me correctly um i I without the like they didn't like each other's faces thank no, god yeah, no, um no. yeah <laughs> yeah no i'm i'm perfectly content with my uh my fur toddler and my my yeah. dad who's going through his second childhood yes so that uh and then <laughs> and then i guess you sleep after the and writing. then i sleep yeah 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 um so and i'm i am very fortunate in that when i am rested i only need six hours yeah uh which makes a big difference you know i get an extra hour um, uh, these days I'm also doing significantly more scrolling on TikTok than I should. Yeah. Um, uh, I forgot to mention playing Wordle. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. You know, um, but I don't I, like, I don't, I don't play video games. Um, I rarely watch TV. Um, uh, I mentioned that I build in time for uh, for meal breaks mm-hmm. and and rest periods. So in the afternoon, I'm like I sit on the front porch and I watch um, uh, watch the fish pond and I I read something and um, you know try to have a little quiet downtime. I I could just say in in chat I have to take a chicken break and they know I'm not going out for fried chicken I'm going to go walk <laughs> in the yard with with my flocks and nice. um, yeah uh, but yeah that that stop walk away take that break do something else with your brain and let it do things is is uh, something valuable that more people need to do yes um, and I'm really glad I do it more now than I used to um, yeah yeah I. I sat down and thought about what things make me happy, um, what things sustain me. And 
um, I put blocks for those in my calendar, uh, in an alternate calendar that I can do as an overlay on mine. Right. So that, that I can check to make sure that I'm not just doing urgent things for other people. Mm -hmm. It's like, am I taking a class that I want to take? Great. Yeah. I just finished one of those last month, actually a class I wanted to take for me. Um, yeah. And it was great. It was a wonderful, it was a wonderful experience for people to say, okay, I have to go to class now. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, do something for me kind of in the middle of my day. It was wonderful. Yeah. Um, okay. Are you ready for the squishy questions? I am These ready for the squishy questions. All right. Uh, the first one, um, what is, and we may have already covered this, um, <laughs> the best advice you've been given and, or, in addition to um, the best advice you'd give someone else? Um, ooh, that's, a, that's so hard. Um, <laughs> the, the, it, it, it's, a single, it's a single sentence, um, and mm-hmm. it's rude. It's really that's rude. That's fine. Okay, so you, you, you're having a problem. Okay, mm-hmm. what would you tell a friend who's having that problem? And okay. Yeah. So. Uh, so that that's that's the thing. It's like when I am having a problem myself, I'm like, okay, okay. If a friend of mine was having this problem, what would I tell them? Because you are always more compassionate to other people than you are to yourself. And why don't you deserve that same amount of compassion? And I've also, I've also, the, the other thing I found is it is, it, it, yes, it's so much easier to be compassionate for a friend or someone else. Um, it's also very easy to be angry on behalf of someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. you know, where you wouldn't be angry on behalf of yourself if something, you know, if, if someone was rude to you or whatever. Yeah. But if they're rude to your friend, you will be right there. Yeah. Right. You know, same, same thing. Same yeah. Thing. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, yes, think I think the uh, the the best advice that I could give someone is try treating yourself like you're someone that you love. Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> rude, right? So rude. Right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it and and it goes through phases, like you. Mm-hmm. You don't, and then you do for a while, and then something happens. And if you're like me with it, you know, or you have the bad that bad brain day, and now suddenly you you have to you have to reinforce it. Yeah. Um. It's it's right up there with learning to forgive yourself. That is so hard. Yeah. Um, yep. Oh, hello, Helix. Oh, you have a second cat. I have a second cat. The the lights yeah. are off in the baby chicken thing, so they're all sleeping right now. All the peeping has stopped. It's kind of nice, yeah. uh, but I also uh, miss it because they peep all day long. Oh, so. that's so sweet. Yeah, Helix just um, went to the vet because um, uh, he uh, he's got a little bit of a he's, he's basically he's got tonsillitis. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> poor guy. Um, but he's uh, he's sitting in my lap for for those since Kevin is the only person who can see me uh, for those yeah. for our listening audience. Um, 
picture in your mind a woman wearing an entirely white shirt, holding an adorable black cat with vampire fangs who is stress shedding. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. I wear almost exclusively dark shirts, and our dark cats somehow manage to shed white fur on me. Yeah. yeah. All the time. I, I don't, yeah. 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 All right. Are you ready for the, what I like to call the easy but sad question? <laughs> yes. You'll, no. you'll under you'll under you'll understand when I when I phrase it. So uh, one of my great inspirations for this one is uh, was Howard, Howard mm. Taylor, Maxim seventy, right? Failure is not an option; it's mandatory, yes. right? Um, so how do you deal with failure or when you miss a goal? Um, whew, um <laughs> as previously mentioned, um, there are shattered plates all around my feet all the time, so. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty, I, I, I'm, um, somewhat comfortable with, with dropping balls. Um, Mm -hmm. it, it depends for me on how I am failing. Um, like, and, and what, you know, the, the shape of that failure. So, uh, if I go to get an audition and if I go to audition for something and I don't get the part, but I did my best in the audition doesn't count as a failure. Right. Um, because I, I everything that was under my control, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have told someone that uh, I will do a thing and I fail to do it, um, the way I handle it is not terribly healthy often. Um, uh, now I'm much better about, hey, I'm having problems. Let me uh, let me tell you about the problem that I'm having and, and get help. Um, but not always. Um, like there's, uh, there's an email sitting in my inbox right now that I'm just avoiding. And, um, and that's, that is more frequently like the, the, when we say, how do we handle, um, if we mean successfully, Mm -hmm. successfully, I, I break it down into smaller problems. (laughs) I, I take, you know. What's this? What's the barrier between me and having this completed? What's the smallest piece of that yep. that I have to accomplish? That's that's you know that's when I'm handling it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm just in the process of failing, what I do is I avoid it. I put my head in the sand, and I become very busy with something else. I get other plates mm-hmm. up into the air so that that one that's just shattered and at my feet, and we just pretend it doesn't exist, which is yeah. not incredibly functional and healthy but um but as i've previously mentioned i think that Mm -hmm. it is healthy for people to know that other people fail (laughs) and other people don't cope well yeah and and there's there's been this amazing shift i've noticed over time of a lot of people who are like okay in different contexts like if it's if it's work related, if it's project related, okay, why did we miss the goal? How do we mm-hmm. break that down? How do we make sure it doesn't happen again? And then there are those of us who may not have the greatest, you know, we have the brain weasels that come through every so often and tear everything up. And so, you know, that's there's the healthy way of okay, here's how we fix it. And then there's the, you know, like you, I I really don't want to deal with that right now, so I'm just gonna put it to the side and ignore it. Yep. I, I will say that one of the things that um, sometimes will help when I'm in one of those av- you know, avoidance states 
uh, I, I used to call it an avoidance spiral before I, mm-hmm. you know, w- for decades before I realized that, oh, it's ADHD and depression. That's great. Um, but one of the things that I have found that will get me out of that is to accomplish some other unrelated small task. Because it reminds me that I can complete things. That the and, momentum building, yeah. Right. And that frequently it's doing like a nice thing for someone else. Um, uh, for me, it's usually it's, the dishes. I, you know. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's the dishes. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> um, uh, this is, oh boy, this is a tell. Um, if you watch my Instagram feed and you suddenly see me doing a lot of visible mending. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just going to say there are two different visible men's on my Instagram feed back to back right now. Um, <laughs> it is usually me trying to get myself out of a, uh, out of a, a funk. Um, cause I really have to answer this email. <laughs> I, and that, I mean, but that's the thing. If I'm stuck on something and it's driving me crazy, I'm banging my head onto it for forever, but it, it has to get done. And now I'm just sort of in that avoidance mode. I'm like, you know what? I can start the laundry and the mm-hmm. laundry will be done, you know, and, you know, I can go take care of the dishes. And that is something that has a start, a middle and a finish, and I can get mm-hmm. some accomplishment. And then I can come back to banging my head, excuse me, on the wall or, uh, or in, in other cases, I might just be like, uh, you know, or, or sometimes that's what it takes to break the block. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I call it structured procrastination. Oh, I love that term. I'm going to steal that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Am I allowed to steal that one? I, yeah, I, I absolutely. I, I, absolutely. Yeah, no, I think everyone should become familiar with it and use it as a technique. So on the other side of the coin, the happy but often difficult question. <laughs> All of these, have, which of these have been easy questions? <laughs> okay, this is, this is fair. This is uh, <laughs> introducing yourself. Introducing yourself was okay, an easy fair. question. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. That was, was not a question. That was a please do this thing. That was a command. State okay. it nicely. All right. All right. I, I'm sure the last one, uh, the <laughs> the very last thing, where where can we find you online? That one will be okay. That that'll be an easy question. That, okay, that so what is easy. your yeah, okay. your happy but difficult question, <laughs> sir? <laughs> Do you celebrate your successes, and if so, absolutely. How? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, this is not difficult. Hot diggity. Uh, yes, <laughs> I absolutely celebrate my successes. Um, so for the big celebration, um, I you know like. Hey, a novel's out. Let's get a new bottle of scotch that's really nice. That's a very good sipping scotch that we can, you know, enjoy over the next year. Um, if it's a smaller success, uh, sometimes it is just tweeting about it um, or mm-hmm. going to a family member and saying, I just did this thing. Um, and then the one that I do just for myself, and this is a trick that I learned from uh, The Fabulous, um, and I continue to do it because. It's ridiculous mm-hmm. that it helps. Uh, they they say, imagine you know, imagine that you're doing the Olympics or doing something else, and you've just won. What what do you do? What does your body do? And what I always picture are the Olympic athletes 
the 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 uh, the, the gymnasts who stick the mm-hmm. landing and they throw their arms up in the air. Yes. And um, again, if you were ever with me someplace, um, like I'm doing writing or I'm answering an email, and you see me do something that looks like I'm just stretching my arms, both arms up over my head, that is a moment where I'm just having like victory in my mind. What's going is like victory in my hands, <laughs> and I'm like doing the full Olympic gymnast salute pose thing and bowing to all of the judges and they're just flashing tens all across the the board even the east german judge who never gives a 10 never never gives a 10 yeah and i don't even know why the east german judge is still around but there they are still giving their their scores yeah i was gonna say i east germany doesn't even exist anymore really so it doesn't it doesn't no. but in but i was you know i'm old enough like yeah <laughs> like, I was no. old enough yeah they always scored down. Always. Always. Okay, weird moment. Weird. Have you been to Berlin? I have. Uh, did you see where the wall used to be? How they've got the line of bricks through the middle? Of yeah. The, uh, just like, wow. Yeah, my, my whole, like, I remember watching when there was a wall here and they were tearing it down. And yeah. Ursula's like, okay, that's really kind of cool because she's just a little bit younger than we are and so it wasn't like that we've lived with this our whole lives and it goes away and i'm just standing there going wow yeah 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 Um, yeah we have a we have a tiny piece of it did you buy it in berlin in the last 10 years if if you didn't if you didn't chunk it off yourself i honestly doubt the authenticity at this point uh no it was given to us by a friend who uh lived in west berlin oh well Um, in that case yes and uh, in that case i'm incredibly jealous yeah yeah no that was (laughs) yeah no that's a yeah it's very definitely real wall yeah yeah, I, I, I have I have severe doubts about all the little pebbles with spray paint on them that are in the tourist shops in Berlin saying, own a piece of the wall, that that, that is still a piece of the wall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that is all of the major questions. Hurrah! Yes. Um, and it occurred to me, I probably should have mentioned this before we started recording, just to be sure. Because I, I don't know I don't know how much percolated through, but uh, for the last year and a half now, uh, we realized that we we don't need we're in a great position. We're really privileged at the end of the day, and yeah. there are lots of people and causes out there that are that need um, the resources that our fans have that they would probably usually send us. We want them to send them to the people who really need it because we don't. Um, do you have a charity that you would like our people to support? Um, uh, actually, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I would, uh, in, in all seriousness, um, mm-hmm. CIFWA, uh, Science Fiction and Fantasy oh, yeah. Writers Association, um, the Where the Need is Greatest Fund, uh, allows CIFWA to do things like uh, the Disney Must Pay um, initiative. Yeah. Um, it allows them to, like this year for uh, the Nebulas, they gave away 200 scholarships. Um, so uh, that that would be that would be my my first preference uh, would be to send send money to them. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And uh, um, I, I think of all the fights I've watched Sifwa engage in that have made 
the lives of writers in science fiction and fantasy better in some way yeah. that, you know, I, I wholly endorse it. You know. Oh, right. I haven't met a charity yet that a guest has brought to us that I don't endorse, but this one I like have some direct experience with, yeah. as it were. Um, yeah, I I um I know that periodically people get mad at the organization and um and and I you know I I'm like yeah no yeah. actually you should be mad um and also uh, you know mm-hmm. two things can be true you can be mad at the organization and also mm-hmm. um. There is a lot of stuff, and I say this as someone who, you know, sat on the board more than once. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of stuff that they do that you never see out front that has measurably improved the lives of individual writers and the, the writing community as a whole. Yeah. Um, do they get it right every time? Nope. nope. Does anyone? Also, no. Are they moving no. in the right direction? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, having watched. So now that I have known personally three presidents in a row of SIFWA, um, Scalzi, Cat, and, and you, um, and seen both the impact it's had on the people involved and also the, the organization, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing what SIFWA does behind the scenes. It's not like, you know, I'm married to a member or anything, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, there, there was a point, was it last year, year before? I know it was under your watch that, uh, SIFWA was able to start, um, offering health insurance for writers as part of the group. Mm, uh, kind of. Um, kind of. We, okay. we uh, the United States is fucked because yes. um, because we are a nonprofit service organization, we cannot mm. legally offer health right. insurance to our members. Okay. Um, uh, what we can do, uh, which is what we did, uh, is form a coalition with a bunch of other writer organizations to get a concierge service, which means that okay. um, that when you need to get insurance, that there is a mm-hmm. dedicated person who will navigate it for you so that you don't have to do it yourself. Um, yeah. And they're like we my husband and I use this because uh, yeah yeah they they did find mm-hmm. insurance for us that fit our needs and was less expensive um it you know are the least expensive but it's it is unfortunately not legal for us to offer insurance for, to right. our members okay yeah because right. the u.s is <sighs> i know yeah the the running joke on the joko cruise um with uh myself um uh, Chrissy Scalzi and Gail Simone's husband, who is just like blanking, his name is blanking on me right now. Was uh, was I, oh hi, I'm Ursula's insurance provider. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, um, it's yeah. funny because it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? So, so your your wife has all of these book deals. Why why do you still work? Well, one because I'm the health insurance provider and two I have a kid in college. I don't know about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also do you do you you clearly have no understanding of how very little writers actually oh, make. I know. Oh yeah. I I 
I watched Ursula break it down at one of her children uh, um, when she was doing tours for the children's books. I watched her break it down for like some middle schoolers. Okay, I know this sounds like a lot of money, but let me explain to you why that $15,000 advance is going to, you have to make it last. And here's everything that goes into that and why that really isn't that much money. And they're all like, no, Oh, like, yeah, sorry. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yep. $15,000. Did you get in three chunks? So you get 5,000 here, 5,000 yeah. there, 5,000 there. You cannot survive on, and they're, uh, it's about mm. a year apart for each of those chunks. Oh, which is why I love this four book deal she's under right now. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, what yep. do you mean you have to deliver a new piece every like three months and get paid? Awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, this has been fun and amazing. And where do we find you online? As if I didn't already know, but this is for everybody who may not know. Um, if you string my entire name together, Mary Robinette Kowal, uh, dot com, mm -hmm. uh, that'll take you to my website. From there, you can follow links to a bunch of different places. Uh, if you are interested in taking classes from me, you can go to Patreon. Um, if you want to watch me do videos where I walk in the woods and talk about writing, you can follow me on TikTok. If you want to see me occasionally rant about things, you can follow me on Twitter. And if you just want to see pictures of my cats and visible mending, <laughs> follow me on Instagram. Yeah. Speaking of cats, um, in the other room, I hear the huh. telltale sign of a cat on the counter. Oh, boy, do I know that one. Yes. So, well, then, in that case, it's it's a good thing we're, uh, we're wrapping up. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah. Um, thank you so much. Yes, um, thank you. This was a delight. Yeah, it's always good to yeah. talk to you. Oh, yeah. No, and uh, if you want to do it again, uh, you are always more than welcome to come on. Or, you know, right. you can just, like, call us or tweet at us out of the blue. We're constantly <laughs> on Twitter. You know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. Awesome. But really, thank you so much. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. And for the people at home, we'll be right back after this. We are back. Uh, I just want to say to Mary Robinette, thank you so much. It was so amazing to be able to talk to you uh, outside of the passing in the hallways at cons and, um, you know, juggling, juggling our various schedules. So, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's great to catch up. And anytime you want to come back, you are more than welcome. More than welcome. All right. So I have a word this week. What is our word this week? Our word this week is Lady Astronaut, all one word. And you can use that to go to productivity, or you can go to productivityalchemy.com. You can go to the little space where it says enter badge code here. You can type in Lady Astronaut, all one word, and you will get a badge for this week. 
And if you want to find out more about badges and what they are and how they work and all that stuff, there's a link there that says a badge how-to. Um, there's some links out to what open badges are. And, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, that all being said... There is lots and lots of things you can find at Productivity Alchemy. You can get show notes. You can get links to past interviews. You oh, yeah. can get all kinds of things. There is also a link that says support us. What should they not do, Kevin? Click that. Right. I mean, we don't... We're, we're good. We're fine. Um, my job is great. We have health insurance. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's good. What you should do, though, is go out and support the charity of Mary Robinette's Choice, which is the Science Fiction Writers of America, uh, who are making sure that authors get a fair deal. They're making sure that authors who aren't getting paid are now getting paid. Um, doing their damnedest too. Right. They are doing really good work um, in a field that we think, you know, not everybody is making, um, well, frankly, scalzy money, right? Um, Very few people are making scalzy money. Right. And so that's the, uh, that's the thing. So, uh, you know, uh, help out SIFWA, help them, uh, you know, provide for the uh, authors and the people who are, you know, in need of that support. And you know what? It's it's all good. It's all good. So that's it for this week. Um, I'm going to go lay down for a bit. Actually, I'm going to go sit outside with my chickens. That's, that's you know, the, the best thing you can do, really. Yeah. Um, and uh, in the meantime, uh, you all go out. And uh, if you've been doing a lot of exercise, you've been working really hard or whatever, take a break. Taking a break is productive. And... Uh, you know, otherwise, and in addition to, do your best to uh, stay productive. And take naps. Nap. Naps are productivity, damn it. Uh, they are. I just don't have the urge to take naps. So, yeah. <laughs>